Hi, I'm Kanye West. And I'm Sean Carter. And this, this is, is the, the Wash, Wash the, the Throne, Throne podcast. podcast. Hello hey, and everyone. welcome. Uh, wow, false thought, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you should take this. You should take this intro. Yeah, it's, you know, we're back to where we used to be on on the iPhones. So it's on a little iPhones, different. Where it all started. This where it all like started. A new beginning. A new beginning, different locations, but same TCAT. Same to TCAT. TCAT, guys. Michelle Obama's favorite podcast. Still her favorite Still. podcast. Yeah, we might just be for the rest of her life. Yeah, she's doing retirement really well. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's looking good. She's glowing. Yeah. I haven't seen pictures of her in ages. I just felt that I should I, say that. I feel yeah. Like, I feel like that's the thing to say about like older black women in general. No, literally. Yeah. <laughs> it's often true though. Uh, yeah, so, no, it is often. True, I think that's where like, the trope comes from. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Who's Sean Carter? So, yeah. I don't think people did their reading. Oh, you mean Mr. Beyonce? <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> leave mean? it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Beyonce and Mrs. Kardashian, Mr. Kardashian, Mr. On Kardashian. The podcast today. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's well, cool ex, to be ex Mr. Kardashian. Oh snap! Right? Yeah, that's true. Oh, they man. divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's um unfortunate. I mean, I don't know. Super. I don't know enough about it to say whether or not it's like it was a good or bad decision for them. Yeah. It's not my business. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm more concerned with with us not being part of the EU anymore. That's my business. I mean, I feel like it was your choice, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I was yeah. quite happy when that happened. I was, like, I was yeah, quite cross. I, I voted the other way. I never actually told you, but like. I thought you were quite I cross. I didn't want to leave. Yeah, I never told you. Yeah. I never felt it's safe. It's a bit of a challenge now with the visas we have to get. Yeah. I've never had to get a visa before. It's like we're from Africa. Like we've got to get visas. I feel like, like a Africans. foreigner. Yeah. Like the Moroccans and like the, the Nigerians. <laughs> well, I've never seen Moroccans and Nigerians <laughs> group together, but like technically we are in in, a, in the same group. Right. Know, in the sense that, of the continent. Funny story. The, someone told me today at a party he was like this dude's from south africa so i believed him um uh, so he was like yeah you know nigeria is closer to england than or closer to south africa no nigeria is closer to england than south africa and i was like oh yeah totally and then he was like nah i'm kidding <laughs> like oh, like wow. but not immediately like like we had had several conversations Oh, and then he brought that back and was like, hey, I'm going to exercise yeah. honesty now. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was bad funny. I didn't expect that from him. <laughs> I like, he didn't know, but he like low-key won me over when he did that. I like. Oh, that's nice. I like. He's in Lima like of Christ. flip tables. Yeah. Praise yeah. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said Alhamdulillah, which is praise the Lord in Arabic. Okay. Um, but... So some of you guys had. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. I just no, feel like um, I yeah, I haven't. My North African friends don't like it when I speak Arabic. You don't have North African friends. I have one North African friend. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, oh, she, yeah. You have more than one. You have more than one. Do I? You see, we have. And you one were saying mutual. I had none. 
Okay. Um, at least, and then see how the tables turn. I don't know if we're talking about the same person. I don't know. But, probably, yeah. Yeah, they weren't. They always like, but then sometimes they have to concede that my accent's pretty good, which is weird for them. Because if I really try, it almost sounds legit. Yeah. And then like, oh, but you can't say that. I'm like, but it was appropriate in the setting. Yeah. And I said it well. But yeah, it's just me being silly. <laughs> yeah. Or problematic uh, either way. Um, we'll get feedback on this like we did on stuff from the last episode. Yeah. So I'm going to, before I get into the feedback, I'm going to say some words of affirmation. All right. We came back. <laughs> we came back. Uh, yeah. You know, so did. pat ourselves on the back for that. However. Yeah. Welcome back. Some of you guys had some feedback from last episode. Okay. Mm. Let's start with Boba. Let's start um, with Boba. We always have to start with Boba, right? In, when we're in this city, when we're in, when we're, we're talking in about this, this generation of, of people, we always got to start with Boba. Let's come back to the heart of Boba. You know the vibes. Um, yeah. That was... Yeah, <laughs> I did that. I just did that. Um, so what is God's response to Boba? I thought it was kombucha. People didn't it's take not. well to that. I understand. It's not. You know what I think God's response to Boba is for California? 40 what? years of drought. God is pissed about Boba. God is pissed about Boba. <laughs> <laughs> but you decide to say this on a consistently rainy day. In yeah, San no. See, I was strategic. I couldn't say this mm. last year. because Right, because people would be fire. pissed. Everything yeah. was on fire. But now I'm right. like, listen, I was thinking this. I heard, I got a word from people and we've uh, all concluded this is God's response to Boba. Just the the low rainfall. Yes. Because hmm. he wants people to see if they can truly survive on boba the way they think they can. Exactly. Right. And then there was a boba like, shortage, so it was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And now Ooh, it's raining again. tapioca is stuck at the port. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. ridiculous. Yeah. It's genuinely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, this boba thing is real, man. I have... I'm meeting more and more people who are... With, no, not you, man. <laughs> no, I, I understand it because I'm meeting more and more people who are in bondage to boba as well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to <laughs> having subscriptions to make at home boba sets with prepackaged mm-hmm. sachets of tapioca. Yeah. To being like, oh, this place is not good. This place is good. I'm like, all boba is just boba. Come on. People are like, no, you can't go here. You can't go to Bubble Queen. You have to go to this place. I'm like, I'm not walking a mile to get boba. Yeah, that's real. There's no way I'm walking a mile to get boba. So we walked 0.3 miles to a place that apparently sucked. But um, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Um, But then again, I don't worship boba. So... (laughs) I love but this. Yeah, we'll take we'll, Boba down one episode at a time. We'll take it one episode at a time. I think we've like spent enough time on it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I will say this. I have my own challenges. I recently received a kombucha brewing instrument. And so you can make fun of me for that and that obsession. Are you being serious? I'm being very serious. Someone no, gave not. it to me. And then I'm going to get a mother, bo- mother kombucha and brew kombuchas. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's I'm happy for you. Yeah. We'll see how it works. Well, yeah. I mean, I hope that's I hope it makes good kombucha. 
I don't yeah. know. I didn't even know those were thing, a thing, like a home brewer for kombucha. Oh, facts. It's kind of like home bro- brewed boba. Yeah. Which is I why also I didn't know that was a kombucha thing. was I'm God's answer to boba, but then everyone was like, you know, tight about it. No. So I was like, all right. Yeah, no. Let me come up with something more aggressive. Mm. Home brewed kombucha is God's answer to boba. Yeah, I think so. We'll we'll figure it out. Maybe in a year we'll have God's answer to boba. It's probably not the drought. I feel like I feel like mercy is the option, right? Like mercy is God's answer to boba. Yeah, literally. Mercy just, and grace. Mercy and grace. He's like, you know what? Y'all don't get it, but I still love all of you. I think that's God. Maybe that's God's <laughs> in answer. In spite to boba. of your delusion. Yeah. Dis- no, I think you're right. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Boba. Yeah. So, I don't right. get it, man. I yeah, I don't get, get it either. I'll literally never <laughs> really get, don't it. get it. I think did um, I did I tell the story? I think I already told the story of why I don't why I told like Miley Cyrus the line. I already told the story. I told it last episode. Oh yes, the yeah. line. Yes, you did tell the story. And yes. how disorienting that was. <sighs> the, the people are lining up for Boba. I know that's. I don't want to say it's insane, but it's interesting for sure. It's interesting. It's. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, we we probably don't want to antagonize that group too much. They're good at mobilizing and they have numbers. So they have numbers. You know, and we should pick and up battles wise. Yeah, and they listen to the show. Yeah, so yeah, Sweet, um, dude. We'll, we'll we'll leave that alone. We'll leave it alone. Um, how was your your week? Did you spend any point of it celebrating a particular holiday? Well, I mean, I've already. I already came into this episode hot, so I'll keep going. I think Apple's chosen sides. And when I Mm. say that, I mean that Apple is for the whites. Um, Bro. Can you say (laughs) that? You can say that. It's fine. I love... (laughs) I don't think that's that's the mentality. Like, it's our show, but you can say that. I I gave off a certain vibe, and people know that I'm not that vibe. So hopefully we can just separate between the two, because it's comedy. Anyways... So Apple's yeah. chosen sides, right? Like I go as I'm going to bed, I look at my iPad, it's 9:59 or in some cultures nice. 21:59. Um and I look at my Siri suggestion. It says, "Hey, you've got a 6:45 alarm. Consider changing it." It says edit 6:45 alarm, which right. it's communicating to me that I should edit it. And I'm like, why? You never tell me to change my alarms. That's weird. Right. But then under it says Columbus Day found in holidays calendar. Because Apple has all the holidays, right? Because they right. know. Right. Put in there. It's put in there automatically. And, you know, I didn't cry at first. But I. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is. Bro, I hate <laughs> this guy is something else. Nah, no, but like, I literally was like, huh, you know, that's interesting because I'm pretty sure, like, there's another holiday that's happening. Happening tomorrow. Like, sort of superimposed upon Columbus Day. Right. As an answer to Columbus Day. Maybe God's answer to Columbus Day. God's Can answer we say to that, Columbus right? Day. Right. And, um, yeah. I was like, Apple, I think you really chose a side here. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then Google said Indigenous Peoples Day. And then Google, yeah, that's my thing, Right. Bro. So it's the, it's the big tech brawl off that's taking yeah, place right now. Exactly. Google is definitely getting brownie points. Yeah. Facts. And so. 
Anyways, I feel like so, Apple should probably. So get despite that all the talking out. I did, I did not actually celebrate Indigenous people. Really, you didn't despite go to all the noise at I made. A.M. Dude, tell me about yeah, those shenanigans. So, so I arrived at, at work and some, and I was like, "Yo, happy Indigenous!" I didn't wish her an Indigenous People's Day because I, I just forgot. I didn't forget. I realized I didn't have a full grasp of who was being celebrated on Indigenous Peoples Day, if I'm right. being very honest. I think mm. I just assumed it was just Native Americans. From the U.S. Um, from the U.S. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Native Americans on the U.S. landmass. And then right. I was like, and she's Mexican, so I didn't wish her happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah. I'm being serious. <laughs> and then she came up to me and she's like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm like, why are you tired? We just got to work. Yeah. She's like, oh, because I went to Alcatraz this morning at 4 a.m. for Indigenous Peoples Day. Then I looked at her. I was like, huh, why? And she's yeah. like, oh, we're celebrating. And then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, they are other Indigenous people. Right, right. In other sections in of North other, America. Like, right. So I was yeah. like, oh, that makes sense. Um. So I was like, oh, that's cool that you went to Alcatraz at 4 a.m. and it was freezing. Uh, but that I think that just kind of pointed to the weight of the holiday for some people, which I think was it was nice. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like I don't really get this like because I just don't have the context yet. And in speaking to her, I did begin to understand it a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But it was cool. Like, oh, this is like a serious thing and it means a yeah. lot to people and they take the time and energy to celebrate it. So, yeah, even the change of name was probably way more significant than I realized. Mm, um, yeah. So that's why super Apple really holiday. needs to clean up, you know? Yeah, super, yeah. That's awesome. I'm that's glad cool. you got to learn that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think this is a perfect pause for us, guys. Um, yeah, welcome back, yeah. episode two. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're going to take a quick ad Episode break. two of season two. Yeah, episode two of season two, yes. Um, so we're going to take a quick ad break, and we'll be back with more shenanigans today's episode is brought to you by third wave coffee do you believe that an extraordinary coffee is an agent of change do you think a quality brew is god's answer to boba then third wave coffee is the movement for you for our listeners in chicago try intelligentsia Thoughtfully sourced and roasted coffee. Use our code JUSTICE for 10% off their Otoño blend. Um, third wave coffee feels like a made up movement. I'm just going to come out with that. Yeah. It- um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a real movement, by the way, people. It's um, very post real. Post 2000 coffee shops who are focused on quality. Yeah. Um, you know, which res- seems noble. Super noble. A response to the first two waves, you know, wave one, mass production of coffee. Um, the first time it's readily available to everyone, wave two. Right. On another level, you have giants like Starbucks coming into the game, but then game, right. wave three was like, how do we study coffee the way we study wine and make it high wine. quality and right, with a luxury good, so to speak? Yeah, an artisanal food. Exactly. Um, that can be better enjoyed, what they say, through exploration and connoisseurship. Exactly. Um, and, you know, 
despite the choice of words, it's really not a pretentious movement, I promise. Uh-huh. It's completely legit, and yeah. coffee is an agent of change. Dude, um, honestly, I I would get in line for this. I, like, actually, I think this is the answer to Boba, bro, because at least with this, it's like, okay, we're, like, being, we're, like, a lot of people have spent time brewing this for a long time right. and studying this, and it can you can you can have like caffeine from it too you know Mm -hmm. coffee beans are neuroprotective there's not a bunch of added sugar like in boba there's reasons to get on board with this that's fair and it's supporting farmers you know i feel like yeah we'll end it there yeah 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 no add Um, more add more that was that was inflammatory (laughs) no coffee is black um but I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I was going to say, because they have farmers and stuff. So I think you support farms that are ethical in their farming yeah, and whatever. I don't know yeah. what tapioca is made out of. Um, I don't know. So I, I don't feel really like know if, what we, goes into if we learn more about the other side, then we'll become more then, nuanced. And I'm really trying to be inflammatory. The, yeah, that's yeah. true. I The whole polarization thing is kind of cool. I've really been on it since 2016. It's yeah. great. And I like um, love Polaroids, so. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a weird thing to say, um, <laughs> which is fine because if you guys couldn't tell yet, this is an episode of things in this world we find weird. You know um, the vibes. <laughs> a second one because the world is still fascinating and weird. Exactly, and, and it's weird fun in many ways. You know, you could take it to mean yeah. confusing, interesting, engaging, different awesome not Terrible. good exactly right. it yeah it spans the gamut spans the gamut is, i agree yeah. um, gamut gamut sounds like a type of meat oh that's mm, gammon it's gammon mm. what's gammon <laughs> it's fine well it's like a christmas ham oh yeah huh. yeah i think huh. i might be lying but i tony think that's tim what and all that is. and tony tim emily's a scrooge in it yeah. Okay. Bro, I caught nothing of what you said, so good luck to the listeners. <laughs> Ebenezer mean, Scrooge, Tony Team in it. Tony Tim in it. Okay. Um, All right, I'll kick it off. Um, I've been coming in hot. And shout out to Andy Minio. You know the vibes. San Francisco Giants. Let's go. Sorry, we lost. White people using black emojis. So this one will be very brief. I just don't want to do any more damage. I've received black emojis from white people. It's solidarity more in the past year. Yeah, and I don't get. I'm not like big on social media, so can someone just let me know if like that's something we started doing in solidarity? Because yeah, I don't know. I just don't know if it's working. But I'm not like mad about it. I just I want to know what's going on. Maybe we could talk about it. You know. So, this is more of a cry for help. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine you going to a therapist and being like, hey, I have this severe trauma. My white friends keep sending me black emojis and I don't know why. Yeah, like, are they trying Um, to help? If they are, like, there's other ways to help. (laughs) (laughs) There are tangible ways to help. Yeah, Uh, because, like, it's not like the yellow emoji. Because the yellow emoji is, like, It's it's neutral. It's the OG emoji. 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 But the black one's intentional, you know. Yes, so. yes. It's like you. They didn't use chose them. 
Yeah. <laughs> black emoji. They like, didn't I'm use, black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they didn't use the darkest ones. So, like, you could argue, like, maybe they're, like, super tanned. But you're. I know who you are. Like, you're not that... It's not even tan at that point. It's black. It's or, just, like... Yeah. Or heavily melanated, you know. So um, I've never gotten a black emoji from a white friend. Um, yeah, maybe I should make them feel more comfortable, and then maybe I'll get that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm assuming it's a familiarity thing. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's that's cool that you've you've gotten that. I, yeah, I just I really like want to know if it's out a there. trend. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know if it's a trend either, but I feel that there might be someone out there who'll be like, this is a form of blackface. You can't do that. So I'd yeah. be interested to see how angry this concept makes people. I, I'm <laughs> open. Yeah, I'm weak. I'm really not trying to start that war. That's not the point <laughs> of this. I, yeah, I like, I think we can all agree blackface is bad. I just want to understand where that's coming from. And like, if we're right, trying to be right. in solidarity, then maybe as a society, we can like, have a tribunal and discuss other ways to support black people on to the next one chris martin's jacket from fix you um initially we're going to talk about chris martin as a whole but i don't know anything about chris martin yeah neve doesn't know anything about chris martin chris martin is the lead singer of go go ahead of my favorite band okay all right so that was not true but yeah (laughs) Chris Martin, which part wasn't Coldplay. true? Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, you get it, listener. You can rewind like five seconds if you missed the joke. But I'm weak. Super dope guy. Uh, really like cool vibes. Type hmm. of person that you probably want to get third wave coffee with. He has this killer jacket. Um, I don't even know if it's a jacket. I feel like it's a quarter zip. From no, it's a full zip. Oh, it's a full zip? Oh, get out, get out. Yeah. It's a full zip. Very, like, thin jacket. Probably um, Misty Weather is his vibe. He wore that in the Fix You music video, bro. And, like, I want to wear that jacket really bad. Like, I saw someone. Right. There's this rapper, Son Real. I saw him at a concert, Andy Minio concert. Mm-hmm. He opened for him. And he wore, like, a really... He dressed really down for his wedding picture. At least that's what I peeped from his IG post. Mm. I probably won't dress down for my wedding. But if I were to dress down, I would wear that uh, that jacket from Fix You. It is the such Chris a Martin vibe. jacket from Fix You. Yeah. I wish we could project the image of this into people's brains, but they'll just have to look it up. Just type it in right now. Do the thing. Press enter. It'll take like five seconds. Even just I would Google, say just Google it. Just Google it. I mean, Google it. Watch the Do video. Maybe even go watch Yellow as well. Great music video. Probably one of the greatest right. music videos of all time. Um, and let me know if you can find that jacket. I'd love to wear it. I mean, granted, I'm not like a skinny. I'm not a lanky British guy. Um, right. You'd fit into a large, wouldn't you? Nah, medium, I'm a medium. Large. I'm a medium. Medium. Yeah. Okay. Um, but. He yeah, I'm not him, but I think it could work in its it own way. Work. Yeah. Yeah, it'd yeah. be a win for you and a loss for all of us, because I feel like you'd wear that jacket and terrorize me and everyone else yeah. in San Francisco. Just like oh, oh, yeah, yeah. hey guys. It's me, Chris Martin. Yeah. I don't know if he sounds like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he sounds like. And I'm here to fix you. I'm here it's to fix weird. you. Yeah, literally, like, I'm, that's my lot in life, to fix you lot. It's my lot in life. <laughs> to fix you lot. Fix you lot. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, Chris Martin, I looked up the jacket the first time you brought it up, and it's a it's a cool jacket, actually. Um, I hope you can find it in one of the many, many thrift stores in San Francisco. Um, or something similar. I feel like that's another one of the gods of San Francisco thrifting. So, Ooh. there's that. Is that a hot take? I feel like it's not that hot. I feel like low-key. They love thrifting here. Thrifting is, It's like a big vibe here. I always meet people like, oh, yeah, I thrifted this. And I was like, wow. But I see it in big cities. I've seen it here. I've seen it in New York as well. Mm, might be a city uh, thing. People, they have the, like, let's reuse stuff mindset, which is actually good because it's not like well, we don't just have to throw everything away and buy new stuff. Mm-hmm. So I do support. I'm not trying to dethrone. I that support thrift as well. Going. And you know what? I support Boba. I just. It's like, do you like Boba? Yes. End of conversation. End you of know conversation. what I mean? As right. opposed to like. <laughs> everything else it's almost like veganism you know what i mean it's like it's yeah. like it, there's more to it than unnecessarily weaponized at times yeah so, we would have cool been cool with you just saying yes like i didn't need to know anymore about, <laughs> about your love for Boba. <laughs> yeah um but yeah no it's it's cool that people love boba as much as they do and that you love chris martin's jacket as much as you do yeah exactly um, when did that song come out? Mid two. Fix you. I think it's O five. It might have 05? been before it, but the album it was O five. O five was a different time. Ugh. Like early two thousands and mid two thousands were definitely a different time. I think even in terms of a lot of the TV shows that mm. were on around then, you know, uh, sometimes I think back to the shows that were on when we were kids, and everything just seemed kind of chill. But in hindsight, some of the stuff was wild. Yeah, um, there was a show, uh, Superstar USA. Which I found out about more recently, but it it made sense in the context of it having come out a while ago. Uh, so the premise of the show is, it's like American Idol, right? So you get a whole bunch of people in a city to audition um, and sing and whatever. Mm. And just like any like talent finding show, you, you know, you take some contestants through and you tell some sorry you're not good enough you have to go home blah, blah. Mm. and they progress through the rounds um to the final where they do the big performance uh but the challenge with this show was that they were lying to the contestants the entire time mm. and their goal was to find the worst singer they could mm. um but they framed it as we want to find the best so there are two problems there one you're yeah. lying to people who can't sing Tell them they can. Hmm. Then you're lying to people who can sing. Tell them they can't. Um, and then not only did they do that, they built it up to the point where as these people were performing and progressing through mm. the rounds, they would like take them mansion shopping in mm. Hollywood. Like, when like you in preparation a huge for, for their when success. they become a huge star. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, so you have these people who cannot sing and are being deceived. Um, mm. That, hey, you're such a good singer when you become popular. You can like buy mansions like this and do this and do that. Um, and up until the final, they did not perform in front of a live audience. Mm. However, now the show needs to bring in a live audience to add some kind of realism to it, I mm. guess, for the contestants and for the people. But the challenge is, if the crowd, the crowd's not in on the fact that this whole thing is a setup, right? So if they come in and they're just listening, they'll be like, wait, this person sucks. Like, how is this the finalist? Right. Yeah. Um, so, so the producers thought it was a good idea to lie to everyone in the audience that the people singing were Make-A-Wish kids mm. and that they, um, this was their wish and they were like all terminally ill. Yeah. Terminally and, ill kids. So it's like, you know, obviously everyone's going to be super excited regardless right. of what they play. Right. And mm. mind you, these people didn't look like children. They were in like their twenties. Right. So everything about this is just jarring. Like these are not <laughs> just kids. offsides. So the audience is like, uh, hey, well done. Um, because they think these people are terminally ill. Mm. And this was their wish to perform in front of a crowd. And then the actual performers just think they made it to the final and they're performing mm. in front of a crowd and they're doing spectacularly well. Mm. And then after that, the host comes on. He's like, congratulations, you won. But we weren't looking for America's best singer. We were looking for America's worst singer. Mm. And the lady's face drops. She's like, what? And the crowd obviously wasn't in on this either. So they think this terminally ill person is getting like yeah, messed with by the host. For and no then reason, everything yeah. about it is just like, not going well and they decided like wow this is a great show and they just aired it on tv mm -hmm. they were like we're gonna put this thing out of us like basically psychological warfare on unsuspecting yeah, people like <laughs> that's you know like, and they just put yeah. it on tv i'm like huh we wouldn't get away with that now yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny i like that's an interesting premise bro so you it just was, i think yeah <laughs> go ahead yeah so it's just like you lied to the contestant, you lied to the audience, and it's just dramatic irony the whole time because we know what's up. Yeah. Right. Huh. We know what's up. But I think that thing is so funny until you see how it affects the people. Yeah. Because if you have dreams of actually being a singer. Yeah, like you spent all that time in an emotional investment thinking that your right. career is on the way. And then you're getting built up by everyone and they're taking you yeah. mansion shopping. Probably already shouted about it at church. But I feel like at church, they would have sussed it out. Like, they would have known, look, Toby, nah, you can't sing. You, I mean, <laughs> to, be, to be fair, a lot of people on, like, Idol's Wooden Mic say, they'll be like, oh, where do you sing? Oh, I sing in the church choir. Oh, like, oh, the church, you've done it again. The worst singers, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of the people on Wooden Mic... I like, I sing in my church choir and they say I'm great. Hey, they say you're great? Yeah, the, the people at the church didn't tell them There's different kinds of great. Suck. There's like, there's like you're great in this choir and then there's like, you're like a pop star. Right. So. And there's, you can hold a note and it, you can't, but you're in your church choir so you think you can. 
I can't sing, but mm, no one in my church well. ever told me that I could. Right? <laughs> so it's just I think it's just crazy to me that shows like that and there are other worst shows. Maybe one day we'll do a weird two thousand shows episode. We would just mm, talk about all the crazy premises that people dog. That show in hindsight was actually very weird. It was great. Um, it was good as a kid. The, when I watch it now, I'm like, wow, this was what we watched as kids. It feels dark, but I haven't watched an episode at length. Um, so it's in a while, I mean, so I don't know. But it's interesting that people would throw so much money behind a lot of these reality TV shows. And the execs were like, this is great. Like embarrass this person in front of millions of people on <laughs> primetime television. That'll make us money. Why did you I mean, Superstar ass- USA. Mm-hmm. Why, why did I assume the execs assume- were... Why did you assume the exec was a Chad? Because in the 2000s, all the execs of Couldn't the media have been companies... Hmm? No, not mid-2000s. <laughs> that, was before, that was before DEI mattered. <laughs> yeah, that was before DEI mattered. Oh, literally. Wow. Um, so like. at the time, it was definitely just some Chad kicking it. It was like, wait, let's just embarrass these people and make millions of dollars. Bucks, but um. Yeah, there are a lot of... I've watched a lot of weird old stuff recently. I'm just like, huh. The world was... It feels like very post-now dystopia, Black Mirror vibes. It's like we were doing this already in like mm. 2005, 2007. Mm-hmm. We were doing all the stuff that... Like, wow, Black Mirror would have an episode about us like finding joy and embarrassing people at that scale and lying to them. And joking about terminal illness. It's like, no, we did that already. Yeah. Like, maybe we'll cycle back to doing that as a people, but hopefully mm-hmm. not. Yeah, um, different era. I mean, think about things like Jackass and like MTV. Oh, yeah. What was <laughs> that show? Whole... Ridiculousness? Ridiculousness, yeah. Jersey yeah. Shore. It was a different time. Wow. It was a different time. Um, well, yeah. well adjusted for people who grew up then, aren't we? Yeah. So what else have you been wasting your time doing? Oh, wow. That's great. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I also watched the Woodstock 99 documentary. I have, in fact, been wasting my time. College sick, bro. New York. Yeah. So I I thought Woodstock was still a thing. From what I gathered, it's not. No. I I think it was like one time. No. So they had one in 69, and then they had one in 99. And the 99 one was meant to pull on all the nostalgia of 69. But the Mm. kids at the 99 one weren't alive in 69, a lot of them. So it's weird, right? Um, It's an interesting nostalgia act. Yeah, and it's like, who's being nostalgic? The people who set up the show and the parents of the kids who went. The parents didn't go. (laughs) Poor planning, poor publicity. Yeah, it was poor. And it was pretty expensive, so only, like, upper-class white kids went. Yeah. Mainly. Um, So, funnily, I went to a music festival for the first time a couple weeks ago. Um, And then I watched Woodstock 99 after the festival I went to. So, I went to Lost in Rhythm, which was, like, an Afrobeats one. Mm. It was fun. Apparently, it was really poorly planned. I couldn't really tell. It was my first one, right? So, I didn't have, like, a comparative standard. Um, 
but it was tiring. And I was like, festivals are not really for me, especially mm-hmm. not multiple day festivals. Um, it was That's, fun and it was yeah. a, I'm happy I did it experience, but no, not again for a while. I don't think. That's why um, like outside lens is going to be amazing for me. Cause I'm just going to go to one thing and then I'm just out. one day. Yeah. Not, the rain I, is, I'm probably not spending the whole day there. The whole day there. You <laughs> just be there for less for one event. Yeah. The That'll be nice. That'll be nice. Um, Hopefully the weather clears up in some way before then. If not, you can mosh in the mud. But um, Woodstock 99 had 500,000 people, first of all. Mm. Which, that many people is pure insanity. Pre-COVID, right? So you have 500,000 people in the same place and you have people performing, but... One, half the artists are unknown by the attendees, which is like whatever. And then you have rock and then you have like DMX rapping and you have like 400,000 white males screaming the N-word with DMX. So that was cool. Oh my God. Um, and then you see like all these token black people sprinkled in there. And then the documentary would like go and interview them. And he'd be like, yeah, you know, it's like, I don't know how people felt like hearing their friends who they didn't know would say that word, just saying it now, you know, I was like, that's interesting. Mm. Um, so a whole bunch of people, it's like really, really hot and they don't have enough water. So people are getting dehydrated. People are getting like really angry as well mm. because the event is charging crazy numbers, like $4 for a bottle of water, which in 1999 was insane, right? Especially like 1999 outside of, like with the Bay, living in the Bay Area now, that lens over my eyes is like, oh, a bottle of water can be $4. Mm. A bottle of water should not be $4, especially Mm. not in 99. So people are like pissed and dehydrated and angry. And there's this tension in the air for some odd reason of like frat boy angst Mm. and anger. Y2K's and on the way. It's just so like, many yeah, things Yeah, Y2K's on. on the way. People are, like, <laughs> weird and frenetic. Like, legitimately. And um, you have all these performances going on and then just this, this anger building up in the crowd and just a lot of weird things happening at the same time. So, like, as people get more upset about the prices of water and the weather, they start vandalizing stuff. Porto parties mm. are being smashed to bits. Mud is mixed with human feces and people are rolling in it unknowingly. Um, It was also a weird time for a lot of young girls, apparently, especially in those spaces where MTV and stuff were pushing shows where the narrative of women is like just like dumb hot girls, right? Yeah, and like stripping, MTV Spring Break, all those. That was also a different thing back then. MTV Spring Break? Yeah. I don't think I I watched that one. I knew of that show. I don't, so I don't remember if it was a show. I just remember it from Family Guy that they would, um, uh, they made a cutaway. And usually Family Guy is accurate on things. So when I see it on Family Guy, I'm like, okay, that's probably a thing. But right. they would always, they would record spring break parties. And it makes sense. A lot of those shows would, would like play music at like a outdoor, right. probably Beach Florida event. Something. And there's like young people, young, attractive people. I'm just saying that I'm just adding to your, your narrative yeah. of, you know, sexualizing of that time. women, which is still a thing yeah. now, just maybe on IG. Right. Instead, but this yeah. was real life and it was yeah. weird. 
I mean, it still happens in real life. But the the point is, it was it was kind of creepy as well because it was like the dumb hot girl narrative was being pushed a lot, and it's a bunch of dudes who are obviously like taking that narrative in very often hmm. from what they watch on TV, what they read, what they speak about. I assume, and then the woman there, like in half the interviews, is like, "Show me your tits," and I'm just yeah. like, "Whoa!" And that yeah. energy was like prevalent throughout the entire yeah. event to the point where some cameraman cameraman because like the girls would like flash the artist or whatever yeah um but then the cameraman would be like creeping and like just you know how you watch tennis and then somehow the cameraman like finds the prettiest woman in the crowd and they just linger in a really weird way mm. um they would do that but these are like i literally women. didn't know that that's funny yeah huh. um maybe they're not paid enough happy <laughs> <laughs> <I mean>, baby <laughs> uh but it was weird. One of the artists was just like, hey, man, I feel like you've got enough. Can you, like, turn the camera back to us now, the actual performers? Mm. Um, you know, so there's this very weird sexual assault vibe, if I'm being honest, going sure. on there. Like, women would crowd surf, but they're being, like, grabbed yeah, by totally random dudes. Inappropriately, yeah. Um, inappropriately. And then that just comes to a head on like the fourth day or something where people decided, oh, we're just going to break stuff. Um, and it didn't help that Limp Biscuit came on, which was like a <laughs> mixture of rap, rage, and hip and rock. Limp Biscuit. Oh. Yeah. Rap, rage, and rock. The three R's of Limp Biscuit, bro. Um, oh my so gosh. they come on and they sing this song about give me something to break or something are the words of the song like mm. and there's a line in there like i could skin you alive with a chainsaw it's just a weird song especially after the promoters asked my hey could you calm the crowd down people are kind of acting up and Bruh. he in an act of defiance decided we're gonna do this give me something to break song they start mm. pulling down the plywood boards start sending them a light start breaking down like huge telephone poles mm -hmm. um and you just look into a crowd of half a million people and they're just literally gigantic bonfires like springing up everywhere. And people are dying in mosh pits and mm. there were no phones then. So you lose your friend in a crowd of half a million people. They had mm. these like lost and found people tents mm. where you would hope to meet up and leave post-it notes. I don't know. It was just weird watching that level of chaos just being allowed to happen. Yeah. It was just like, we will destroy stuff. We're angry. We don't know why. Why 2K is around the corner and we're pissed off. Mm. Um, women should be showing us their breasts. Like, that. It's this stuff sounds crazy now. But well, at the time, that's genuinely how they felt. They were like, yeah, sure as your tits. Like, I don't know how many times I heard that in the documentary. I was like, bro, like, you guys came for the music, right? Those vibes <laughs> changed like, very recently. It's not, like, enough, right? it's not like an old trope yeah that's that's true that's crazy i think i think what's interesting is it's more common in certain circles i would think um of course like through high school and especially college i wasn't we weren't in those circles because those circles don't necessarily like our kind anyway so it helps mm -hmm. um yeah but it was yeah it was it was weird to me just watching that and mm. um I don't know. There's not much that's funny about <laughs> about the documentary. It's just I kind of sat there flabbergasted most of the time. I was like, oh, wow, that's nuts. Like I didn't realize it was such a shambles, you know, and 
MTV was being weird and the promoters were being weird and they planned it poorly and it was just a mess. And then they were like, yeah, no, we won't do a Woodstock again for a while, which mm. seems reasonable. But maybe in 30 years from 99, they'll do another one. And it'll be equally shambolic. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm feeling they'll do a little better. But um, yeah. yeah, dude, I think that's all we have time for. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, been, it's good to be back for another episode, guys. It is good to be back. Um, yeah. I hope you guys weren't bored by my Woodstock story. You should watch the documentary. It's interesting. Yeah. And does a better job of explaining it than I did. <laughs> nah, I think people are very scared and are running the other way and will not <laughs> engage with this documentary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was, it was madness. Yeah, was that madness. is crazy. Yeah. Um, 2000s were different. Uh, definitely MTV was a bigger cultural influencer than it is for sure, now. For sure. But behind MTV, sort of, you know, to sound like a broken record, just the toxic masculinity, hypersexualization, and objectification of women. You hate to see it. Yeah. Um, you hate to see it, man. It's not, not sick. Not to say that hasn't changed. It's probably it's probably still there, but just more refined. For lack yeah. of a better word, so it's it's maybe more palatable and tolerable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, but it still mm-hmm. doesn't make it right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Wow. Sheesh. Uh, maybe to lighten to lighten the people should heavy. go to YouTube and go in their comedy tab. Oh God! All right. Watch Stephen really quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Tell me why YouTube. <laughs> I like. I click comedy. It, like YouTube has this bar at the top that has like right. uh, predictions. Like, hey, you, you want to watch? You want to watch like s- motivation? You want to watch something about fitness, music, comedy? And like my, I click comedy, and it now populates it with like things that I usually bump, like Family Guy or uh, Dry Bar, SNL, and Stephen Furtick, pastor of Elevation Church in something north carolina um yeah that was mad disrespectful put some respect on my guy people goodness gracious anyways (laughs) sheesh that's all we wrote is that how we're we're signing out that's how we're signing out we're we're sheeshing the fans we're sheeshing life bro oh my (laughs) gosh (laughs) bro it's there's so many Gosh, yeah. There's just so many things that are weird. I don't realize, yeah, the Woodstock 99 thing, when you speak to people about it, it, it the gravity of it makes a lot more sense. I was like, huh. Mm, it was heavy. weird to me. But then speaking to you, I was like, damn, bro, that was actually a crazy time. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a time to be alive. Yeah, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. That's yeah. a Drake and Future album. Who knows? I think. I think maybe they'll I think it is. introduce the podcast next time. Maybe they will. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they will. Supporting oh, funny. black artists. Alright guys, um, I'll leave you with this. Have a great week and uh, just remember perfection is not a human institution. That's our summary. That was good. We're the kids and we've been, we've talking. been talking. Later guys. Later.